Hello and welcome to our next podcast in the Tap Talks HR series. Today I have with me David McDonald, Director of Learning at Arup, the worldwide consultants in every aspect of the built environment. Hi David, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. David, you recently spoke at our Tapped HR forum in London on the topic of performance management systems and whether they're fit for purpose. Can I start by asking you, why are you so interested about performance management? Um, well, uh, let's face it. I mean, it's never a popular topic at parties. And, you know, when, when people ask me what I do, I kind of just say, oh, I'm in HR and then and then move along uh, because nobody wants to talk about HR. And even fewer people want to talk at parties about performance management. It has been for decades the driest subject. It's never been sexy. It's I can't remember the last time I heard a conference taking place about performance management. People don't buy tickets to things that are about performance management. And yet, it's the thing that, that often makes the biggest difference to people's lives at work. It turns, it turns mediocre people great, and it turns it can turn great people mediocre um, and it works both ways because it is so powerful and honestly I think if, if people are practitioners and they come to work in the morning to make their company better at whatever it is that it does then actually performance management is the biggest bag of spanners that you've got at your disposal that's where the action is that's where you can make the biggest difference and people should be all ears about performance management practitioners and learning development and hr should be looking as closely at performance management as anything else in their organization because it makes such a huge difference and it is so badly used and badly overlooked and neglected as both a science and an art really um, and that's why it's that's why it's so important to me because it is so important and well, that's just a great opener. I think um, you've sold it to me straight away. And, and if you ever give up being director of learning, you can go straight into director of sales, I think. <laughs> uh, All right. But um, <laughs> so but that's why it's so important. That's why it matters. But but what from your point of view, when we say performance management systems, what is it? What are we talking about here? And what is it not? OK, um, well, it's not appraisal. I mean, appraisal is one element that we have at our disposal. It's one spanner in the bag of spanners. But I think I think one of my frustrations uh, with it is that when people talk about performance management, they assume we're talking about appraisal. And later on, I think probably we'll talk about what's happening to appraisal and why some organizations are, are purporting to get rid of it. Um, they're not getting rid of performance management. They're just getting rid of what their employees think is is appraisal. But that's a, another story, and we'll come back to it. Um, I think there are um, several big chunks to performance management. And um, when I'm talking about this academically, uh, I had to, in order to put those conversations together, I had to go back through lots and lots of literature and look at look lots and lots of different models of performance management systems and I started to notice that they were all saying the fourth the same four things over and over and over again because they all come down to okay the first thing that a performance management system attempts to do is it attempts to set 
expectations. Which is what are the firms, what are the organisations' expectations of the employee? Um, whether it be by in behavioural terms or whether it be through objectives or that it's always about it's always about um, setting expectations. And then the second bit is about um, measurement against those expectations. So um, whatever mechanism the organisation uses, whether it be formal or informal, uh, there's always some way of measuring what has happened. Um, and then there is the um, conversation uh, or the feedback. Um, there, I use these interchangeably between the organisation uh, and the employee. And then finally, there's always consequences. Um, I say that, but there always should be consequences, but sometimes there just isn't. But there's always a consequence section to performance management. And whatever your performance management, um, that's these are the four elements that, that are very probably going on there. Whether they're doing the job right or not is a separate issue. But but these are the elements of a performance management system. And appraisal is just part of that, really. I mean, you know, when I when I when I do this standing up in front of a in front of a PowerPoint slide, I've usually got about 20 different elements to performance management that people will, of course, immediately recognize. But it's really important to think of it as, as a huge bag of spanners of which appraisal is, is but one, really, and not always the best. And, and what do you think makes a, a good performance management system compared to a not very good one in an organization? I mean, those are the four areas, but, but what then translates it into something that works? Okay, a couple of things about that. First of all, it has to attempt to do these four things. It needs to attempt to set expectations. It needs to uh, measure somehow whether these expectations are getting done. It needs to then uh, provide feedback to the employee. And then there needs to be some kind of consequence. So that's the, that's the first rule of good performance management systems. Um, make sure that you are getting it to do what it needs to do, which brings me to the second which as far as I'm concerned is question one about all performance management systems. What do you want it to do? And then it has to be designed according to its objectives. I'd like to give you an example about that. Um, you might have a performance management system and the organization that has proudly built it has said, oh yeah, this the, the purpose of a performance management system is to, is to allow people to be all that they can be, to be fully engaged with their work and their colleagues and to see work as a really positive thing to do. And I applaud those objectives. So let's hope that their performance management system is not full of things designed to do the opposite. And it might be, they might have elements of their performance management systems which are not helping to do all of the things that they described. They might have a competitive evaluation system, for example, which is not going to help against their objectives. They might be, uh, they might put in place a highly quantitative way of measuring people against objectives. And again, given their stated objectives, for the system. It doesn't sound like these are going to be the best way of doing things. So look, there's a very quick illustration of 
question one, what do you want it to do? And whether a performance management system works or not, to state the obvious, is that it is going to have to be designed to do what you wanted it to do. And I have lost count over the years of performance management systems that I come across that are simply not designed to do what the organization says it's for. And so that's the biggest thing for me. Is it designed to do what you want it to do? And, and that's really interesting because I'm just reflecting on my time as a HR professional in the corporate world. And, and, and I think smaller companies, I remember we just did appraisal because it's what every company did and we didn't even think about it. Um, but but why, why do you think performance management systems go wrong? And I appreciate question one about what do you want it to do? Is it, do you think, because people try and get it to do too much or do people don't think about the priorities enough or is it because there are too many stakeholders sticking their fingers in the pie before it gets launched? What, what do you think the common reasons why it does go wrong? Well, I mean, my first answer is um, D, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, I, think, I, think, I think the biggest things that go wrong are, if I go back to my four-part model, of performance management systems, the four things that you need it to, to, to do, really. The fourth one is always consequence. Um, so let me get, let me just list some consequences by, by illustration. It might need to drive pay legitimately. Uh, it might need to handle remedial performance legitimately. Um, it might um, uh, be tied to bonuses. It might be tied to development. It might be tied to succession plans. All of these things are consequences, um, both kind of sometimes they're punitive, um, you know, we, we live in that kind of world, uh, but sometimes they're not, sometimes they're beneficial and the consequences are aimed at exciting and, and motivating people. So there can be both types of consequences. And when it goes wrong, I often, I often think that they go, it goes wrong because the consequences are too weak or non-existent. So is there really a point to it? I mean, just in getting ready for this, I went back to some 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 press and some articles about performance management over the, the last couple of years. And I came across one, and there was an interesting one from last year about um, in The Guardian about the evolution of performance management system. And somebody who should know better um, said that um, uh, the annual appraisal is useless. That, that was their exact words. And, you know, I hardly know where to start with that. But it, it might be useless if nothing useful comes out of it. Mm. And I guess that's my point. Does does performance management system result in something that is helpful either to the manager, the employee, or the organization? If it doesn't really do something useful for at least one of those groups, then, yeah, it's kind of difficult to see what its point in the organization is. And you said something which I say when I'm standing up boring people with this, that, that the reason organizations do performance management in the first place, and the last one on my list on that slide is because they think they should. And a lot of organizations do it for precisely that reason, because everybody else does it. They, they cannot countenance not having an appraisal system or a performance management system because it is just so widespread and that's an awful reason to have it but it is it's awful and prevalent it and you, you talk about actually the the modern press and 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 a good 
story is always one that, 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 that is kind of, oh my God, kind of thing. And, so, and people saying they're getting rid of appraisal or getting rid of performance management because it doesn't work. Uh, I, I was talking to a HRD on the, on the phone yesterday and I said I was doing this podcast this morning and the first thing she said was, oh my God, what did he say when someone asked him about all, all the, these big companies that stop stopping doing performance management? So let's deal with the elephant in the room, and you kind of half mentioned it. You said they're kind of still doing it, but in a different way along those kind of lines. What do you say to 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 these big headlines that say we don't performance management is dead? Long live performance management. Well, what's the purpose of a headline? I mean, the purpose of a headline is to get people to read the article. The purpose of an article is to get people to buy that medium or whatever it is. And so so we, I hope we don't really trust headlines. And, and you know, I wouldn't really trust that one. Um, would people say organisations getting rid of performance management? No, they're not. Every organisation over a certain size needs to needs to at least keep its eye on whether the organization is meeting its objectives or not. Even at, look, a corner shop needs to make sure it's selling stuff, then it's getting enough customers through the door. And if it's not, it needs to do something about that. Performance management is everywhere. Nobody's got rid of performance management. They might have got rid of certain elements of it. But remember this big, gigantic bag of spanners which constitutes performance management. They might have thrown one or two of them out. They might even have thrown out appraisal, although I'm not entirely convinced about that either. Um, but they're certainly still doing performance management, but they've just got rid of a couple of different bits. I mean, let's talk Let's talk explicitly about that. If you, It's not difficult to find the articles that talk about Deloitte and Adobe, both fantastic organisations. And I do say that partly because Adobe are our next door neighbour here in beautiful downtown Fitzrovia, and we have to get along with them. But they are, they are great organisations. Deloitte is a beacon of progressive um, of performance management. And both of them are in these articles that we're talking about for, you know, in inverted commas, getting rid of, a, of performance management. And both of those organisations would correct that and say, no, we haven't. We've just changed how we're doing it. So that's really important. Um, uh, Adobe have got rid of the appraisal, but what they've put into its place is something called the check-in, um, which happens more frequently and it is shorter. Um, but <laughs> let's be clear about this. It's still dealing with the stuff that normally happens in appraisal. It is still doing with we're dealing with performance, and it is still dealing with um, development, and it is still dealing with career matters and the future of both the organisation and the employee. But the fact that it's happening, the fact that it's happening um, uh, over a, a greater period of time, uh, the fact that it's being conducted in a shorter number of minutes more frequently. It doesn't mean to say they've they've got rid of it. They're just doing it differently, and I think that's quite important. I think it is important that appraisal is done differently, and that we do look at it progressively. Um, but let's be clear, it still exists. It's just in a better, lighter, quicker, more effective format. So it's probably that Deloitte and, and Adobe went back to question one and redefined what do they want. Yeah. Uh, the consequences and and what they wanted to do. Yes, what they wanted to do. exactly. And then designed it to what they wanted it to do and found 
to everybody's delight that it amazingly um, worked better. <laughs> which, which is interesting. And now we've got past uh, the headlines of the newspapers and, and, and other uh, periodicals, etc. Um, let's have a look at where uh, uh, performance management systems are, uh, are going. Where do you see the, the trend in general of where we've been with performance management systems to where we're going? Yeah. Um, so when I was putting my um, uh, more academic stuff together, um, what struck me was the direction of travel with this. It's not been a sudden shift at all. If you look back to sort of the, the birth of modern performance management, sort of mid last century, really, it was it was very much. If you imagine a spectrum of performance management um, in terms of who it's for, who gets the benefit out of it. When it started, the pendulum was right over to the left-hand side of that in terms of it was by the organization, for the organization. It was highly quantitative. It was highly uh, evaluating of performance in a quantitative way. And it was about targets which were highly quantitative. So it was about regulation, really, for the benefit of the organization. As it evolves, every evolution of it, every time a progressive organization has made things better, they've shifted the pendulum more towards the right of, of my imaginary spectrum, more towards the employee. And you can see that happening in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and especially today when it when it when it when it kind of it's gone almost right the way over in progressive organizations and let me just talk about that word a little bit progressive because I, the, the more you talk to different types of organizations the more you realize that it can't be this way for every one of them there are organizations which absolutely have to and must measure things in a quantitative and evaluative way um, and they need to continue to do that really but the kind of organizations i'm talking about are the organizations who are able to do that move it much more towards the employee and the way they're doing that well first of all let's talk about why they're doing that the the, the, the reason that they're doing that is because they they understand that performance management is one of the great tools of motivation and that motivation is one of the great tools of engagement and that mo engagement is one of the great tools of productivity so it's not just being altruistic, it's realizing that, that getting people happier at work and more productive will result in better, better, better results for the organization. Um, so what are they doing? Well, but if we take the general principle of swing performance management over to the employee, what does that mean? For a start, go back to my four point model about all performance management systems. We begin with, um, expectations and what these progressive organizations are doing is that they're saying uh, they're giving expectations over to the employee and they're saying what do you want to do next year you know what your job is we trust you to, to do your job and to deliver what you're supposed to deliver but how do you see the year going what do you want to achieve what's important to you both in terms of hard deliverables but also in terms of how you work with your colleagues, how you collaborate with your colleagues. And so in a lot of organizations, including our own, by the way, um, objectives are now set by the individual um, because they know what they've got to do. They, they've got to be agreed with the boss, of course, 
um, you know, <laughs> you can't just have an objective that says, well, I'm going to take the year off <laughs> because I think that's motivational for me, you know, <laughs> real world and all that. Um, but the objective is written and the contribution to the organization is written because we've gone beyond objectives now. We've gone into contribution and impact. How is this, how is this organization, whatever it is, going to be better because I keep turning up to work? How are my colleagues going to be better? How, how is this organization going to do what it's got to do better because I'm here? And actually, that's massively empowering for people. People will get out of bed in the morning if they think that they've got a chance of doing that. Another way of organization swinging that pendulum back over to the employee is how they choose to give feedback. Or how actually the employee chooses to get feedback from the organization. Um, lots of organizations are using technology now to allow feedback to flow to the individual according to what they want to do and what the kind of feedback that they want to get through systems, through 360, through through whatever social media the organization is using internally. And, and we've gone from feedback coming from one direction only to it coming from um, as many directions as you think you can meaningfully absorb. And that's massively empowering for people because A, they get to choose sometimes, often, what those directions are. But the other thing is um, that they get these things much more frequently. And instead of a devastating dump of misery in your <laughs> annual appraisal, they're getting little things that all year round that they can much more easily adapt to. Um, and and that's, that's huge for people. So there's just two ways in which th this whole concept of moving things back to the employee is actually backed up by hard mechanism. And it's how these progressive organizations are, are choosing to do it. And it's interesting, isn't it? The, the line of sight from motivation through to productivity. Um, I mean, the fact that engagement as a concept, we use it all the time, but it can't actually be explicitly defined. I think the closest we get to is happiness and organizational commitment. Mm -hmm. And actually by doing the work that you're saying about this, this always on feedback and about the employee owning their own destiny kind of thing you start getting that discretionary effort yeah which in itself i mean there's various percentages thrown around about how much discretionary That's effort right. is available but i think that in itself produces much more than any formal appraisal but as you say it has to be the right kind of location it does, it does. So. i mean let's not kid ourselves um the link between um happier people and discretionary effort is is in 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 no in, in no sense of the imagination you i mean you just think of your image of of japanese organizations in the 50s where everybody <laughs> everybody is gathered together for communal exercise in the in the morning for you know healthy mind healthy body and all that and and only recently actually we we had um a, a client turn up actually it wasn't a client of ours it was a client of somebody else I have to say quickly um, to talk about motivation and in, in employees, and they taught us the company song. They <laughs> they still they still had a company song because they thought that was a great idea um, for um, motivating their people and and creating a motive visceral link between employee and employer. And um, so you know it's not new, and everybody's trying to do it in their own way. Where I think a lot of organisations in the West are 
doing it by handing responsibility to their employees. It's, it's fantastic, and I'm sorry, I'm still I'm distracted by the company song now. I just want to learn one. Um, as, as as always with our um, podcast, we run out of time very very quickly as we get deep into great conversation. I suppose, it's, from my point of view, is there any last thoughts you might have for the listeners out there? Because it's such a massive subject. What is there anything practical you think they could they could look at, or is there anything you just want to add just at the end? I I'm, I always really encourage people to to go to question one, which is um, take a look at your performance management system, take a look at what you think the organisation wants it to do. By the way, that second task isn't isn't always easy mm. if the organisation hasn't enunciated clearly what the point of all that is, then it can be difficult to derive what its purpose is. But go back to question one. Does this whole thing do what we want it to do? And in fact, question one itself, what do we want this system to achieve for us? What do we want it to do? And then evaluate the system against that answer. And I think you might get some interesting results. And it is overwhelming, it is big, but don't start with the overwhelming bit. Don't start with the whole system. Just start with question one, what did we want it to do in the first place? And is it doing that? And the more you dig into that question, the more you're going to get to what concretely needs to change about it. And that need not be an overwhelming thing. That might just be a tweak. Fascinating. Uh, I have to say, David, um, I've listened to you for three hours at Birkbeck when you were lecturing in the master's uh, degree there. I've uh, listened to you at the forum and I've now talked to you today. I never get bored of listening to you talking about performance management systems because you bring to life for me. Thank well, I you. I think you're on your, own, on your own with that. And so I can't speak <laughs> for the rest of the world. Okay, well, I'll wait for the feedback to come from the people who listen to the podcast. But uh, thanks ever so much for joining me today for this podcast. Thanks for having me. I will talk about performance management whenever somebody lets me. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. And thanks, as always, for everyone who listens to the podcast. Uh, we're getting some great feedback, so please do keep it coming. And if you're interested in our tapped HR forums or the topics we discuss on our podcast, then please do visit our website at tapsolutions.com. That's it for today. Until next time. Thanks for listening.